Welcome to Doctor Who A to Z, a show that covers everything Doctor Who from beginning to end, from 1963 to present, from Hartnell to Gatwa, from Auton to Zygon. Hey there, my name is Alan, and I've been a big old Whovian for 40 years now. I've written a few books about Doctor Who and have a couple new ones in the works. I ran a Doctor Who convention called Wholanta for 16 years, and I was a staff person on the Brit track at DragonCon for 12 years. And I figured I've got all this stuff to say about Doctor Who, so I finally got around to starting a podcast. As this show progresses, I plan to review new episodes as they broadcast, do deep dives into older episodes. I'll have some interviews with cast and crew occasionally. I'll feature some content from my books, and I'll tell stories of some of the doctors, companions, writers, directors, and composers that I've had the privilege to know over the years. And speaking of composers, I want to give an enormous thanks to Dominic Glenn, who was composer on the show from 1986 to 1989, for very kindly granting me permission to use one of his remixes of his arrangement of the Doctor Who theme. Dominic is one of my favorite people that I've ever met during my Wholanta days, and I'm very honored to still be able to call him friend. Look him up on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your music. You'll find lots of his soundtrack work, both Doctor Who and other. He's brilliant, and his music is definitely worth checking out. So I thought I would get us started off in our first episode with a fairly easy topic. This is going to be my completely subjective top five list of best Cyberman stories ever. So Jodie Whittaker's final episode is coming up in a week, and we know that the Cyberman, or at least the lone Cyberman, is going to be appearing in her episodes, so I thought this would be a great way to sort of lead into that. You can read in more depth about most of these stories in my book, Doctor Who's Greatest Hits Remastered, which you can find on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or at my website, CosmicPress.com. So not all Cybermen stories are created equally. Sometimes they are treated as little more than robot people with generic goals of conquest or whatever. For the most part, the cyber stories that I really love are the ones that deal with the more like sort of horrific nature of what the Cybermen are and what they do. So let's jump into this list, shall we? All right, so coming in at number five, we have a couple of classics from the 80s. Yes, a couple of classics, because even though this is a top five countdown, there were six stories that I wanted to feature. So I thought, eh, I'll just combine two of them as a tie. I'll do a little cheating. It's my countdown. I'll do whatever I want. So here we have a couple of ones from the 80s. This is Earthshock and Attack of the Cybermen. And both of them are essentially written by Eric Sayward. He wrote Earthshock and Attack was written mostly by him um, under a pseudonym. So we have in Earthshock basically a story that is sort of more on the end of the robot people kind of spectrum, but it's really, really good. The shock comes from the Cyberman's surprise appearance at the end of part one after having not been on screen for seven years. These Cybermen are a bit more emotional than most of their predecessors, but they're also ruthless, cunning, and determined. It's a pretty pacey story thanks to the direction of Peter Grimwade and an action-packed script by Sayward. And this comes from Peter Davison's first season. This is also 
really the first defining story for the fifth doctor and Davison is fantastic in it. So you also get uh, a threat to earth, the ultimate end of the dinosaurs. And of course that ending, which, you know, is really, really good. Some people love it because of what it is. And that's that final end for Adric. Overall earth shock is just fantastic. And I absolutely love it, but it does lack that, sort of like that body horror uh, element that I really love in Cybermen stories. So Attack of the Cybermen, on the other hand, which comes from Colin Baker's first season, has a lot of what the Cybermen are at their core, scavengers, body snatchers, and opportunists. Having lost their home planet of Mondas, they've now settled on Telos, pretty much wiping out the indigenous population, the Cryons. Attack really leans into the Cybermen body horror element, especially in the characters of Bates and Stratton, who are rejects from the cyber conversion process. So they're sort of like in this unfinished state, this sort of in-between human and mechanic state, and it's really cool. And they're uh, sort of like working in the Cybermen's slave labor force out on the planet's surface, and they seek to uh, escape by attacking a cyber guard, knocking its head off, and their plan is to scoop out the skull of whoever it was that is, you know, now a Cyberman and wearing it as a helmet. So that's just creepy and gross as it is. So this is one of Colin Baker's best performances, I think. However, the Cryons are a little bit silly, you know, but they're also really, really wonderfully bitchy. So that's a plus. And it's also a bit cumbersome, being both a prequel and a sequel to the very first Cyberman story, The Tenth Planet. So in my number five spot, I have a tie with Earthshock and Attack of the Cybermen. At number four, we're jumping up into the new series, and this is the, the Cybermen's debut in the new series. This is written by Tom McRae and directed by the amazing Graham Harper. And talk about leaning into the body horror. We have Rise of the Cybermen and Age of Steel, the first two-parter that introduces the Cybermen. Here we see humans walking single file into a conversion factory and the machinery doing its work, mostly through like a pretty cool animation and a lot of sound effects, and it's just creepy. They've changed the concept a little bit here. This is an alternate universe origin story where the Cybermen are basically metal robot suits with living human brains implanted in them. The Doctor encounters one Cyberman, which is damaged, and the brain inside starts to remember its life. She was Sally Phelan. It's the night before her wedding, and it's unlucky for her intended groom, Gareth, to see her. But why is she so cold? It's a really disturbing scene that illustrates how antithetical the Cybermen are to us. Much of the story was inspired by the Big Finish audio drama, Spare Parts. And if you want to hear a really dark origin story for the Cybermen, that's the place to go. But I think Rise of the Cybermen and Age of Steel does a phenomenal job of really capturing how just terrifying Cybermen can be. So that's my number four pick starring David Tennant. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so at number three, we're going to jump back into the 60s, and this is The Invasion. This is a really significant story for a lot of reasons, and the two main ones really are that this is the introduction of UNIT, and also on the back end, Terrence Dix takes over as script editor, and he's going to remain in place for the next five years, and I think that Terrence Dix is one of the most important figures in the history of Doctor Who. So the invasion sort of serves as a pilot for what's going to be happening in the next season. This story sort of sets the template for at least the first half of the Pertwee era. Alien invasion of modern day Earth with the Brigadier and unit investigating corporations and fending off attacks. So this story plays a long game. It's an eight-parter, so, you know, it it's, it's definitely plays out over the, literally the course of two months with the Cybermen not even showing up until the end of part four. And it's essentially an espionage story. It relies on building character, tension, and suspense. And by the time the true bad guys finally do rear their cyber heads, it comes as quite a surprise. I frequently wondered what the reaction from the original viewing audience was like how many people guessed during the first four episodes that it was going to be the Cybermen that were behind the whole thing. The MVP award for this story goes to Kevin Stoney, who plays Tobias Vaughn, who is one of the greatest human villains in the history of the show and was also such a great, great foil for the second doctor. So no surprise that he, and of course he had also played Mavic Chen earlier in the Daleks master plan and was magnificent there. So no surprise that Kevin Stoney is the MVP, but Patrick Troughton is fantastic in this story. And the scene of him running down the street with explosions going off around him is one of the iconic Troughton moments. So yeah, invasion is sort of along the lines of the robot people type of story, but it's really, really good. And there's some scenes that where the Cybermen and the unit soldiers are having this big shootout. And it's, it's so exciting. It's really great story. And Jamie gets and well actually both jamie and zoe get some really great stuff to do so i um, absolutely love the invasion and that's why it makes it up into my number three spot all right we are gonna stay in the 60s for my number two pick and i'm sure this is going to come as no surprise to anyone who's been a longtime doctor who fan that my number two pick is, of course, Tomb of the Cybermen. This is written by Kit Peddler and Jerry Davis, and it was directed by Morris Berry. So Tomb was the kickoff to season five, and this is Doctor Who's really kind of first attempt at event viewing. This is the first time that a major recurring baddie is used to launch a new season. Rather than saving the monster reveal as a surprise for the first cliffhanger, Tomb builds up a great amount of tension by telling you right from the start that the Cybermen are coming. Yes, they're named in the title, so the audience knows they're there. But we also have a group of archaeologists who are not only knowledgeable about the Cybermen, they're actively looking for them. And they're basically stomping around in the Cybermen's living room with pictures of Cybermen everywhere. And when we would normally get that monster reveal at the end of part one, the one that we know is going to be coming, the story sort of uses that expectation and tricks you a bit because what we actually get turns out to be a decoy delaying the inevitable Cyberman appearance and building up that tension. It's a really pacey story. 
Um, but it still finds a few moments for a really lovely, quiet scene between the doctor and new companion Victoria as he helps her deal with the loss of her father from the previous story. And that's the kind of scene that we don't get a lot of in the classic series, and it's really, really nice. Tomb has a lot of action, a great deal of tension, and features one of Patrick Troughton's best performances in the series, especially in that scene where he tricks Eric Klieg into revealing his true motives. Classic. So no big surprise here. Tomb of the Cybermen, one of the great, great Cybermen stories ever, is my number two pick. Okay, and... That brings us to my number one pick for the greatest Cyberman story ever. And we are going to jump from the 60s way up into the modern series with World Enough in Time and The Doctor Falls from 2017, Peter Capaldi's final season, written by Stephen Moffat and directed by Rachel Talalay. That first episode, World Enough in Time, is probably the creepiest Doctor Who episode ever made. It's dark, it's oppressive, and it's disturbing. It starts out with a bit of comic relief as the Doctor puts Missy in charge of a mission to test her, but it very quickly turns dark as Bill basically gets shot and killed with a big hole through the middle of her chest. She's taken down into the lower levels of the ship to be repaired. Nowhere else do we see the horror of the Cyberman concept portrayed like it is here. And it's to the credit of Rachel Talalay's brilliant direction that squeezes every ounce of atmosphere out of these scenes. Patients in the operating wing waiting to be repaired via upgrade just scream in pain and beg for death in these dead, emotionless, mechanical voices. Throngs of people are marched into conversion centers with ash just falling from the sky like snowfall in scenes that very clearly call to mind the death camps of the Holocaust, much like we hear in Spare Parts. Razor explains the situation to Bill by saying, This ship is old. Everything is dying. Our world is rust. Our air is is engine fumes, so we must evolve to survive, but evol evolution is not fast enough. And I love that quote. Our, our world is rust. Our air is engine fumes. That is just brilliant. In the second episode, we have Bill as an almost fully converted Cyberman seeing the way people react when they see her. On top of all that, we have another example of Moffat using time effects as a narrative device, our first ever televised multi-master story, and an evolution story that features various generations of Cybermen all sort of working together. This story, more than any other, delves into the horror of what cyber conversion means, the loss of self, the theft of your individuality, the emotional compromise, and the terror that others have for you. And because of that, plus it's just got an absolutely amazing performance by Peter Capaldi, which this was intended to be his finale. And then that changed. Uh, we'll talk about that another time, but just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant story in every way, the direction, the writing, the performances, everything is amazing in this. So world enough in time and the doctor falls my absolute favorite Cyberman story ever. Okay, so that wraps it up for our first episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you've got any feedback that you would like to share, or if you want to share what your favorite Cyberman story is, 
If you're listening on Spotify, there is a link at the bottom of the description where you can leave a voice message and I'll feature that in an upcoming episode. So drop me a message. I really want to hear what your thoughts are. Thanks so much. We'll be back next week with a review of Jodie Whittaker's final story as the doctor called The Power of the Doctor. So we'll see you then. Have a great week. Until then, take care and keep watching Doctor Who. Thanks for listening to Doctor Who A to Z. You can find episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, and other podcast networks. Theme remix used by kind permission of Doctor Who composer Dominic Glenn. We'd love to hear from you, so please drop us a line at Doctor Who A to Z at Gmail or leave a comment wherever you're listening. If you've enjoyed this, please subscribe and consider leaving us a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. See you next time, and until then, remember, we're all stories in the end. Just make it a good one.